Well, good morning again. Uh, so wonderful to be here and to see uh, additional faces that I didn't get to see here in, at Sunday school. So uh, you're welcome here, and the Lord is, is, uh, is here with you today. Um, so let us, let us uh, have a quick prayer here to kind of get us in the mindset of, uh, of his word and his message this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just ask that your, again, presence is here this morning, Lord. And Lord, I'm sure a lot of us have thoughts in our minds and concerns in our minds about things going on in our lives and, and uh, things maybe going on this week, Lord. And we just turn those all over to you right now. Lord, grant us peace as we receive your, uh, your scripture, Lord, and as we just dwell on your word. Um, Lord, make it come alive in our minds and our hearts. And Lord, give each one of our brothers and sisters here something to take home with them today um, so that they might grow in you and, and focus on you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I, I chose a topic. A lot of times, you know, as, as ministers, we're, we're dealing with life as just like each, each one of you and uh, there's always some type of challenge or thought that comes into our, our, our minds. And so then we pursue it into the Word. And um, so it, this, this message is ministering to my heart as much as hopefully it will minister to you and challenge you this morning. Um, so the topic is, what is love? And I, I labeled the message, greatest of these is love. And uh, you probably know what scripture I'm referencing there. But uh, Jesus tells us uh, the signs of a second coming and the end of the age right before the birthing pains, which is also known as the tribulation in the book of Daniel. And uh, in Matthew 24, verse 12, um, it states, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So you you take that verse, and you probably heard that verse before. Uh, The love of many will grow cold. It doesn't say a few. It says a many. Um, you know, we're sur- surely seeing lawlessness increase. If you think of what's going on in the cities this past year and the burnings of our cities or um, even in Madison, in Milwaukee, uh, they had 3,200 more carjackings and car thefts down there this past year than the year before. There's like organized groups that are just going door to door, you know, seeing if any doors unlocked as they walk down the streets and if it's unlocked, they go help themselves. Um, definitely lawlessness. And in, in, in our justice system not, is not necessarily keeping that in check. A lot of them is just a tap on the wrist and they go back doing it the next day. Um, so, you know, you see all this stuff and then you start wondering and you kind of see the spiritual warfare that's going on too throughout the world and you start getting different feelings. You know, you start getting the feelings of, um, you know, of, you know, being upset or angry or fearful of what's going on. And, you know, these are all things that are kind of contradictory to love. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious when Jesus is saying that the love of many will grow cold. As you see these things, it's like you want to kind of lash out at, the, at what's going on here. And, uh, you know, Jesus kind of reminds us that uh, the love is, is an important factor. So, um, so I'm going to kind of take you through a journey of, of love this morning from a scriptural reference and uh, see if, if, if our hearts, so one of the things I'll be challenging you is how is your love today? 
But I'd like to, when I ask you that question, I want to take it from, I hope you take it from the standpoint of uh, that verse that, um, that the love of many will grow cold. And I just want to make sure you're not part of the many and I, that I'm not part of the many. Um, Matthew twenty two thirty seven, 37, uh, you know, says, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. So during these times of more and more lawlessness, how can we fulfill that, that scripture? How can we love God with all our hearts and love our neighbors as ourselves? We have been created to love. Uh, as Christians, we're, we must pursue love. And uh, not necessarily the, the way the world defines love, because they kind of warp it a little bit. Um, but scriptural love, uh, biblical love. And since uh, God created love, uh, this concept has perplexed man from the very beginning. The ancient Greeks, when contemplating the depths of love, came up with eight different words. Uh, so they have eros, which is the romantic love, philia, which is affectionate love, agape, which is selfless or universal love, mania, which is obsessive love, you heard that word before, Aludis, which is playful or courting love, pragma, which is enduring love, and philotia, which is self-love. So they came up with all these different forms of love. Here in, in, in our English, we have one word that kind of encompasses all those types of love. We know that every human on this planet needs love, and we're trying to express love constantly in our music, in our books, in our movies. You know, if, if you think about it, you know, most songs have some type of theme of love or heartbreak, especially the old-fashioned country westerns, which I grew up listening to, uh, uh, songs. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's an important factor in our human uh, experience. Um, but we all struggle with it, don't we? Uh, I think that's why there's such a fascination with it. We all need love. We all want love. We all got to, got to, got to have love, right? And then songs like, I want to know what love is, you know, type thing. Um, so I'm going to, you know, a little humor here. I'm going to start you down a journey of, of achieving great knowledge in this area of love. Um, so I'm going to take you to the verge of pure enlightenment and then verge, uh, mind you. But then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor John to take you the rest of the way to be enlightened next week or whenever he gets around to it. Um, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2. And we'll read the passage here. Now, I do have handouts, uh, about 15 or 20 handouts that we put back there. And this week, um, I'm letting the, the Word do the talking, hopefully. Uh, there's a, a back and front page uh, worth of Scripture there, and hopefully the Holy Spirit will string it all together, and, and uh, we can see the pattern in, in the bigger picture of love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2, Though I speak with the tongue of, uh, tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but not have love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all the goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to the, be burnt, but not have love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. 
does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. But now abide faith, hope, and love. These things, but the greatest of these, are love. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard that verse before. So I just decided that maybe we you know, should start there and then just kind of break down that passage real quick. And so what I'd like to do is as we, as we list out each one of those attributes of love, ask yourself, you know, when, so the first one is love is patient. Just do a little self-reflection. Am I a patient person? You know, do I offer patience to other people? And this is a challenge, I think, for all of us. It's kind of like the same thing with the fruits of the Spirit. I remember always asking myself, do I have love, joy, peace, patience, you know, long-suffering, you know, and it's like, oh, maybe I don't have that one type thing. <laughs> so uh, it's a kind of a sanctification process for us all. So love is patient, you know, am I patient? Love is kind. Love does not envy and does not boast. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered, slow to wrath. Love keeps no records of wrong. You know, are we having any issues with forgiving people in the past? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always preserves. And love never fails. So that's something that we could all just take some time and ponder on each one of those issues um, and ask the Lord, you know, am I, am I right in this area? You know, do I need to uh, give something up or, or press into you more in these areas? So love is surely a powerful thing. So then I go back to that question from the beginning where the love of many will grow cold. And the question is, how is my love today? And how is your love today? So what is love? So we talked about what love is in 1 Corinthians. As we define love, we find love is the fulfillment of law. So the Old Testament, uh, you know, you hear a lot of times that the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament and the Old Testament law, and it's true. So we need to know the Old Testament as well as the New Testament to truly understand the big picture of, of, of God's redemptive power in, in this world and in our lives. Romans 13.10 states, Love does no harm to the neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And uh, if we take a look at the Ten Commandments, and I'll just kind of paraphrase them through so I, I don't keep you here until uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so if we look at that first four uh, commandments of the Ten Commandments, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an idol or the form of anything in heaven or on earth beneath or the waters below. So no idols, you know, concentrate on the Lord. You should make yourself, um, excuse me, three, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord God in vain or um, misuse his name. And number four is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So if we look at these first four, if you look at the underlying theme of the first four, God is saying, hey, love me. 
you know, love me, don't, don't worship something else, don't you know, curse my name, please just love me, is what he's asking us to do. And uh, in the New Testament, so that was in the Old Testament, the New Testament kind of brings that all message together in Mark 12, 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's what God is asking us to do for him. And then you move on to the commandments of uh, commandment 5 through 10. It says, all the time, honor your mother and father so you live long in the land. And I used to tell that to my children all the time when they misbehaved. I'm like, honor your mother and father so you live long in the land. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, it works sometimes. But uh, Number six is uh, you shall not murder. Number seven is you shall not commit adultery. Number eight is you shall not steal. Number nine is you should should not give false testimony against thy neighbor. So don't, you know, slander your neighbor or anything like that. And number 10 is you should not covet your neighbor's house or anything in their house or their wife, um, etc. And if you look at 5 through 10, you know, it's honoring your father and mother, so love your, your parents. But most of the other ones is just love your neighbor, you know, right, type thing. Be Love the people that God has put in your lives or that are around you. Um, Paul says, reminds us in the New Testament in Romans 13, 9, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear fault and witness, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, they're all summed up namely by saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The commandment of love is stated dozens of times in the Bible. It's a significant theme throughout the entire Bible. Um, Right at the end of the Ten Commandments, in verse 20, uh, Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. So we always, you know, I always thought, well, the Ten Commandments are there to kind of give us a guideline, you know, not to do bad things, you know, so that we're, you know, decent people. And what the, what the, what the Bible's telling us and what the message of God really put that there for, um, besides letting us know that we fall short and we need, uh, we need a savior, um, is, that, and, um, is that the Ten Commandments are really leading us towards loving God and loving each other. And uh, Proverbs kind of backs that up. Proverbs 10, 12 uh, states, hatred stirs up strife, but love, love, love covers all sins. So, you know, we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God, but if we can uh, look to Christ in his example of love and offer that same type of love, it, it really does cover all sins. Um, since, the, you know, the dawn of Adam and Eve, and the, the first people on earth, we've always, always been a, a sinful and selfish people. Uh, God realized that when sin entered the world, uh, love took back seat to our hearts. And um, the law was set in place to, again, protect and attempt to legislate the outcomes of love. But that's why they never, they, they never fully achieved and understood that in the Old Testament, in the, in the Jewish religion. You know, they sacrificed animals and the blood of animals so that, you know, for the forgiveness of their sins. Um, and, the, and the answer was, is what, what Christ teached us, taught us, is, is love. Romans 13, 8, no debt remains outstanding except the continued debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. 
So really all that law that was in the Old Testament to try to keep us on the straight and narrow, Christ and in the New Testament say, is telling us that love is really, if you're loving everyone uh, and the people around you and everyone else is doing the same, um, we're going to live in that harmony and that peace that God really truly wants for us all. Love is the fulfillment of God's law. So again, back to that question, how is your love today? So what is love? Another third aspect, God is love. 1 John 4, 8 states, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Do you want a deeper relationship with God? Um, do you want to love more deeply? You know, love more deeply and uh, love more uh, is, is kind of the message. 1 John 4, 7 states, Beloved, let us love one another for the love of God and anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. God is love and we are also called to love. So back to the question, how is our love today? So the ultimate expression of love, which many of you have heard in John 3.16, so for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 15.13 goes on to say, Greater love has no, no one than this, that he lays down his life for a friend. And that's what Jesus did for us, right? He laid his life down for his friends. God loves us, his lost children. It was the ultimate example of love. The more you love, the more we represent the image in the person of Christ. As stated below, the greatest love was demonstrated by God himself when we were yet sinners. 1 John 4, 9 says, In this the love of God has manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Living through Christ is the only, only real way to experience true love. We can try to muster it up on our own, you know, and, um, but when we fully realize how much God loves us, if we can just be a conduit uh, for that love uh, to people around us, so how is our love today? So then I'm like, okay, God, you want us to love God. You want us to love our neighbors. You know, so a little more detail. What, who should we love? And the first one is God. You know, of course, well, first, uh, first John 4, 9, we loved him because he first loved us. And then another verse popped up is neighbors. In Matthew uh, twenty-two thirty-nine. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's pretty deep if you start thinking about well, that could be a whole sermon in itself. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Uh, spouses, uh, Ephesians 5.28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So it goes on. So we got God, neighbor, spouses, friends. Uh, John 15, 13, greater love has known this than a man that lays down his life for a friend. But then it goes on, strangers. Um, Hebrews 13, 1 and 2 states, let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so you have unwittingly entertained angels. You ever experience that, where you talk to somebody and you walk away later, and there was just such a spiritual Godness to that person and their message to you, and you wonder, 
hmm, was that an angel? Because angels can be in the form of human uh, flesh. There's some instances of that in the Bible. So you never know if you're entertaining a, stra uh, a stranger, you're entertaining an angel. And the last one is probably the most challenging for us uh, as we walk on this earth, but enemies. Uh, Matthew 5.44 says, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Um, just lost it there. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So really, he's not giving us, giving us any uh, leeway or getting us off the hook here. Uh, he's pretty much saying love everybody. If they like you or don't like you, if you know them, if you don't know them, uh, you know, uh, just love them. Show them Christ's love. So who do, we, who do you love? Who do I love? Um, how is Cooley Community Church loving this community and loving the world? Uh, it brought up a, a, a memory of mine when I was in youth camp as a, as a child. Um, there was a song that says, Since God loves us, we love each other. Mother, father, sister, brother, everyone sings and shouts, because that's what it's all about. It's about love, love, love. That's what it's all about. You know, and uh, so, you know, it's, yeah, I guess it's coming back. Uh, you know, some of those things train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. So you know, certain things still stick with me. Um, the rewards of love. You know, so, okay, we got to do this love thing, right? We're loving, trying to love everyone. Um, and so one of the things, I just found some verses here to encourage us. Mercy, in Psalms 116.1, it says, I love the Lord because he heard my voice and my supplication. In other translations, it says he offers us mercy. Uh, two, peace. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Um, because fear involves torment, but he who, uh, who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if you're sensing a lot of fear in your life, uh, you know, or fear's gripping your heart, to com combat that, the pill to take is love. Who are you in the, that situation where you're fearing, who do you need to love more? Is, is you know, what helps me and releases that fear. Um, strength. Uh, in Psalms 18, I love you, O Lord, my strength. So the, the Lord is strength, but the love part is, you know, in association with that. Harmony, uh, Philippians 2.2, uh, fulfill my joy in being like-minded, having the same love and being accord in one mind. So, you know, if you're of a loving person, you're going to bring harmony to people around you and more peace in your life. And then there's blessings with, associated with it too. In Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And I've actually seen that recently. I, I don't know, if, being that I'm recorded, if I can share it with you. Um, there was a, a family uh, in one of the surrounding communities that was going through a, a great trial. And there was um, legal things involved and all the other things and just li liable against them, speaking false testimony against thy neighbor. And uh, he was faithful and he walked that through, and he prayed, and he asked people to pray for him. And the Lord worked out what those horrible things that were going on 
for good, and he is in such a better situation right now, and his family's in such a better situation. So that verse is real. Um, the wow blessing, this is one of my favorites. 1 Corinthians 2.9, but it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for him who love him. Right? So there is promise of great blessing, mind-blowing blessing for those who love God and put God first in their lives. So how is your love today? So how do we love? Well, that's a message all into itself, right? And we can go back to the 1 Corinthians uh, 13. Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't boast. So we can concentrate on those and ask ourselves, you know, how do we love? Um, and we know that love is the fulfillment of law. But just understand that as Christ sacrificed for us, we too should sacrifice for others. Um, our focus should not be on ourselves, but on people around us. You know, when we're focusing on ourselves, it's not that fun. You're, you're, you're worrying about yourself. You're worrying about this. You're worrying about that. I got to have this. I got to have that. It's just a miserable life and a miserable experience. But, you know, if you want... Uh, if you want more peace at work, love your boss more and your coworkers. Do you want more peace at home? Love your spouse and your kids more. Spend more focus and energy and time on them. Do you want more peace in the community? Love your neighbors. Show them God's love and grace and mercy. You know, if you think about it, if you want a glimpse of what heaven will be like, you know, there's streets of gold and there's crystal seas, and there's activities going on in heaven. Um, and that's another sermon in itself. But could you imagine a world where everyone was prioritizing the needs of other people over themselves? Every time you turned around and you had a need, somebody in the community would be there to offer that help. You know, and, and so instead of us trying to figure out how we can get more and how we can take care of our needs, we're looking around at everyone else around us and say, hey, this person needs that, this person needs that, this person needs that. And they're working on your needs as you're working on their needs. I think that's a little picture of what heaven is going to be like, um, is that the love will abound and, and that uh, there will be no need. You know, there will be no sorrow. Uh, not only is Christ's presence there and God's glory there, but love will be the th a surrounding theme and what a paradise. What an absolute paradise. 1 John 3.17 says, But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up from his heart him, how does the love of God abide in him? In John 13.35 it says, By this you will know, they will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And... Um, Let us fulfill God's law and Christ's calling in our lives, so let us love. Um, let us pray. Heavenly Father, please help us love the way you want us to love. Help us to get out of our own minds and our own thoughts and our own bodies and our own desires, and let's get into the, your spirit of love and really fulfill that command, commandment of loving God and loving others. We wish to follow you wholeheartedly, Lord, and to dwell with you.
please help us love. Teach us how to love. Lord, if there's anyone here who has not accepted you as Lord and Savior, reveal yourself to them, Lord. May your church prosper and may we be humble servants in your sight. And when you, may you find us loving when you return here to earth, Lord. May we be not part of the many, but of the few who loves you and loves others with a furious passion. We love you, Lord, and we seek you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So I leave you with these three verses here. Um, three more verses. There's never enough verses in a, in a message. First John 4.12 says, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been made perfect in us. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, watch, stand fast in the faith, be, brave, be strong, let all you do be done in love. Wow, let all you do be done in love. Romans eight thirty nine. no height nor depth nor anything created or created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and uh, just try to love, right? <laughs> try to love in his spirit and uh, see if that doesn't bring those blessings into your life in the peace which passes all understanding. Thank you, everyone. You will have a wonderful Sunday and a wonderful week.